You're listening to Tuneful Radio, the music and entertainment podcast hosted by yours truly, Natalia Anderson. In this episode, I talk about Quincy Jones and his take on the music industry. I talk about the latest advert from Nike. And of course, I shine my spotlight on an artist that you should know about. It's Sit down, be humble, 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 sit down
bitch, sit down. Me on move. Sit down. Who that nigga thinking that he frontin' on me, man? Get the fuck off my stage. I'm the same man. Get the fuck off my dick. That ain't right. I make a play fucking up your whole life. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks Still I'll take you down right on your mama couch and polo sock Ayy, this shit way too crazy, ayy You do not amaze me, ayy I blew cool from AC, ayy Obama just paged me, ayy I don't fabricate it, ayy Most of y'all be faking, ayy I stay modest about it, ayy She elaborated, ayy This that great poop on that AV on that TED talk, ayy Watch my soul speak, you let the meds talk, ayy If I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol, ayy Nigga, after all, bitch, be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. That was me, Natalia Anderson, just in the mix. It's Tuneful Radio. That's what you're listening to right now. At the start was MIA with Bad Girls, and I thought I would play and mix it in with Kendrick Lamar and Humble. Kendrick Lamar, consequently, was at um, was in London recently, had a gig. Uh, but that's not the reason why I'm playing Kendrick Lamar. I'm playing Kendrick Lamar because... Quincy Jones said that Kendrick was one of his favourite <laughs> artists. And that leads me nicely onto... See how I just set myself up there? That leads me nicely onto what I wanted to discuss today in music news. Now, obviously, this is kind of old news. If you're online, you would know what I'm talking about. And what I am talking about happened last week. But because my Tuneful Radio is a weekly podcast I didn't get around to talking about it until now um so yeah it's a bit of old news but I just want to know if you haven't already checked out the Quincy Jones interview on uh, Vulture magazine uh, it's online vulture.com I believe um I will put the details in the show notes of this episode so don't worry if you haven't read it I will link to it so you can know what I'm talking about. But if you have read it, I really do want to know what you think of what Mr. Quincy Jones had to say. He had a lot to say. He had a lot to say about some of our most well-known and most beloved uh, musicians. Uh, I mean, Quincy Jones, he's 84. He's been on the scene for a very long time. In fact, actually, I didn't... I didn't actually know this until I read the GQ interview with Quincy Jones, but um, I found it quite funny the way um, the interviewer mentioned that he's known as uh, uh, people call Quincy Jones um, Forrest Gump. And that reference is to the fact that Quincy Jones sort of knows everyone and has been there throughout many... um, historical events and knew many historical figures. So 
Uh, and he's one of the few artists, perhaps the only artist, who can say that they had played um, or had been involved musically in the inaugurations of three different presidents of the United States of America. I think it was, he started with Eisenhower and then with the Clintons and then on to uh, the Obamas. But, um, yeah, it was interesting what he had to say. His take on modern music, I thought that was... Um, very uh, insightful what he had, what he, you know, what he thought or what he thinks about modern music and modern producers, given that he has one of the most extensive careers I've ever seen uh, in terms of, you know, I half the things, having read the interview, you realise he's done so much over his life. I mean, he started off as a jazz musician, he went on to doing arranging, to, f to composing, composing for film scores, um, all sorts, producing, uh, produ famously producing Thriller, obviously, um, and producing uh, TV shows, uh, including Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, as we all know and love. Uh, but some of the things, it, it was basically like, you know, reading the interview is very entertaining. So I would recommend anybody to read the interview because he, he, he's that 84-year-old man with nothing to lose. <laughs> and he actually does reference the fact that one of his daughters calls him LL Quincy, which is, is short for loose lips. I think that was in the GQ uh, interview. I will link both interviews, actually. The GQ interview came first, and then there was uh, the Vulture interview. I think the Vulture interview was the one that most people were talking about because he dropped some major bombs in that Vulture interview. His thoughts, it, it just seems uh, like he was just jumping from thought to thought, and he was dropping bombshells. One of which, I mean, what a lot of people were talking about was what he, <laughs> was what he said about Marlon Brando. And Marlon Brando, <laughs> who he, he had relations with. Some very surprising people that he mentioned in that. And uh, I won't spoil it for you, but very, very surprising people. Um, but, but talking about music uh, and what, you know, his thoughts on, on popular music, um, he's, he's not that enamoured with what's going on now. But he did say... Artists that he did like that he does like at the moment include Kendrick Lamar, who I just played, Chance the Rapper, Bruno Mars, Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, and Mark Ronson as a producer. So that was that was quite interesting his um, his take. But he he he's of the thinking that the musicians nowadays aren't really going back and looking at what happened before them in music and really sort of learning their craft. And I'm wondering what you guys think about that. Could musicians nowadays do more to really hone in on their craft and really do better at songwriting? Because what he says is all sort of beats and, 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 um, and loops and stuff like that. So he doesn't seem to think that there's much going on. Um, musically and I found that incredibly interesting incredibly interesting especially coming from him like he's had the most varied and and rich experiences over his life I mean 84 years and he started he started in the game quite early he even reminisces about 
partying with um, Ray Charles and Frank Sinatra and things like that. And, you know, it seems uh, quite, quite a life he's lived. So, yes, I would encourage you guys to read the interview and let me know your thoughts. Is Quincy Jones, is, is, does he have a point when he talks about the state of modern music today? Um, does he have a point? And what do you think about the fact that he dropped so many names and so, so many bombs? I mean, he also said about Michael Jackson is, you know, Michael Jackson being so famous and so influential in music, you kind of think, okay, I've heard everything that there is to say about Michael Jackson. But he goes on and drops some more bombs about Michael's stealing songs or, or really stealing sort of arrangements. And even he went on to say that Michael Jackson was uh, stingy. <laughs> he was stingy because in one of his songs, um, I can't, which one was it? I cannot remember off the top of my head. I've, I've written notes, but I can't remember. I don't think I wrote down the exact song. But um, I think there was a keyboardist in a really famous Michael Jackson song on the Thriller album. You guys are going to have to read the interview and find out what song exactly it was. But basically, the keyboardist pretty much came up with the, the hook of, of that song. Uh, but Michael Jackson didn't share any royalties. Or, 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 he, or if he did share royalties, it was very little. And, and Quincy Jones seems to think that the man was deserving of much more than what... Michael Jackson gave him, which was so interesting. I've never, ever known that side of Michael from, from all the things that we read and hear about him. But anyway, as I said, Quincy Jones was saying that modern musicians and, and people in music producers need to look back into the past to be able to move forward, to be able to really push forward um, and stretch themselves musically and give us something to entertain our ears. And that's what was super important to him, was um, the, uh, you know, entertaining the ears and giving complex rhythms and, and things that will keep us intrigued and, and listening as musical um, listeners. <laughs> Sorry, I should really turn off the phone. Um, so, yeah... So saying that, there is a song that he mentions um, that I thought I would play because it is actually one of my favourite songs uh, of Michael Jackson. So this was whilst he was uh, he he made this song with Michael um, when he was producing the Thriller album, and it's a great tune. And he links it back to him, you know, seeing what went before him and the sort of bebop music that went before him, and so. With that said, I'm going to play the song that he mentions, which is Baby Be Mine by Michael Jackson.
Well, I absolutely love that song. It is one of my favourites. It is actually one of my favourite songs. I think with some of the other Michael Jackson songs, you tend to hear them all the time. I remember going out to clubs and stuff, and every night they'd play... Um, they'd play... Oh, what would they play? It's gone out of my head now. It's just gone out of my head. They'd play, like, Starting Something. No, but not... not some, they'd play Billie Jean. That's the one. Billie Jean would always, always get played. And it's a great song, but because you hear it so much, kind of, you know, it's not my favourite Michael Jackson ones, which perhaps I would have said it was my favourite way before, potentially. Anyway... You know what I mean. It's not my favourite anymore, but Baby Be Mine doesn't get played as much, which is why I really wanted to play it. And I often play it when I go out, uh, when I'm DJing as well. I always play that quite early on in the night because it's got such a great groove and it always gets people dancing. So, so yeah. Anyway, so just to finishing off with uh, Quincy Jones. I mean, this guy, he went at it. He went at the Beatles. He came for the Beatles, guys. <laughs> And this is the thing, I think that the Beatles are so revered in uh, popular culture and popular music that no one would dare say anything about them negatively. But it, uh, the only person who could 
would be Quincy Jones. And I'm so, it's so fun to read what he says. I mean, he called uh, Ringo, uh, <laughs> no, he called the Beatles no playing mofos. <laughs> and he told an anecdote about Ringo's star in, um, in the studio uh, and how he wasn't able just to lay down a simple drum, uh, you know, an, an eight bar drum bit and uh, he had to get a jazz musician in to do it for him. Read the story. It's hilarious. So, yes. And much like much like Quincy Jones and his interview, I'm going to just abruptly change the subject. You'll see what I mean once you read the interview or if you have read the interview. Just abruptly change the subject to the Nike advert. Did any of you guys see that? That was one of my other favourite things of this week that happened. The Nike advert dropped. It had a lot of our UK, London-based um, artists in the Nike advert, and it was so cool to see that representation. It's just such a fun advert. I just had to mention it. I think when I saw it, I watched it um, over and over again. Probably watched it about three times, that ad. So uh, it was super cool to see different people and, and, and the different sports represented as well, not just you know, uh, musical artists there, but all the, also the different sports. And it's super funny, and it really, really does capture London and what London is is, and, and who we are as Londoners. So I loved, loved that advert. And I'm not ashamed to say, I actually want to get my hands on one of those, um, one of those jumpers, one of those hoodies or T-shirts, which says Londoner on it. Not least because when I DJ, my DJ name is Nat from London. So, so I think when I wear, if I wear it when I DJ, that would be super cool. So yes, anyway, moving forward. First of all, actually, let me know what you thought about the uh, London ad and also what you thought about Quincy Jones. Remember, you can write to me. Actually, last week I gave you a, an email address which I'm going to change now. It's not the actual email address I want to give you. <laughs> I want to give you a specific email address to this podcast so that I can keep all my emails nice and organized. So if you want to email anything that um, relating to this podcast, please do contact me on tunefulradio at gmail.com. That's tunefulradio at gmail.com. Anyway, so moving on, I was going to, I think last week I said to you that I wanted to, you know, I'm going to talk about, I have, you know, different sections. A section, uh, one section is a spotlight section where I put a spotlight on emergent artists. That's going to come a bit later on in the show. But now I want to try a new section. I was going to have a section where I just chat, but I think the chat that I do at the top of the show could be enough, I suppose, I think. What do you think? You can let me know. But, well, basically, I've had this idea. I had this idea for a while um, about how cool it would be to, uh, to look at two different songs back to back and basically compare them, compare the songs. Um, and more than that, it's comparing two songs, two completely different songs, with the same name. And I thought I'd make a bit of a game out of it and, a, and an interactive game, no less, um, 
out of it. So I thought about this actually when I was putting together my um, the Halloween playlist that I did on, on Spotify. Uh, and I realized that there's a lot of songs with the same name. And it got me thinking, what would it be like if we just really compared two songs with the same name? So that's what we're gonna do in this section. Just have a bit of a laugh, comparing, or, or, or it doesn't have to be that deep, really. What song do you like the best? So I'm gonna play two songs next with, with both of them having the same name. And over on my blog, over on my blog, which is tunefultv.com, you can head there and I will have a little kind of survey where you can actually um, vote and let me know which of the two songs is your favourite. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and we're going to see how that goes. So given that uh, it was Halloween... Uh, that caused me to think about these, th this whole sort of game. And it was these two songs in particular, or this word in particular, that got me thinking. I figured, let me start with this. So, for future podcasts, you guys can also suggest some words or some song titles, and we will, we will just pit them against each other. And you can go over to the website and vote for which song is your favourite, and then the week after, I will read out the winner and then put the next two songs head-to-head -head in a battle. So here we are with Monster, the first being, uh, the first being Monster from my band that I love, Paramore.
That was Monster by EXO. What am I saying, EXO? <laughs> Monster by EXO. Sorry, I, I just had to catch myself there. EXO are one of my favourite, all-time favourite uh, K-pop bands. How are you guys going to choose between Monster from Paramore and Monster from EXO? 
oh my goodness, it's going to be so difficult. That's why I'm glad it's not going to be me choosing. It's going to be you. So all you have to do is head over to my website, which is www.tunefultv.com and you will be able to vote. Now, I'm wondering whether I put the vote on the front page of the website or I put it in a th- in, in the article of the podcast. I don't know. I don't know yet, but you guys should find it. Find it and vote. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to let me know which song that you prefer, what song the general public prefers out of the two. And I will read and announce the winner next week in next week's podcast. So I think that's that should be a lot of fun. I have been thinking about that for a lot and a lot, and I hope that we can have fun playing that game together. So uh, moving on swiftly, a bit of amusings, or not really amusings, just to also let you know that you can also find me in during these weeks uh, and during the next few months over on my YouTube channel, which I kind of forgot to mention during last week's podcast, I think. Uh, yeah, so my YouTube channel is Tuneful TV because it's more it's visual. The podcast is Tuneful Radio. My YouTube channel is Tuneful TV, um, and you can find it there. Uh, right now, I'm talking about the Eurovision, so I'm revisiting the Eurovision. Last last year was um, well. This is actually the fourth time that I'm looking at the Eurovision, but last year was the first time that I looked at every single song in the Eurovision Song Contest. And it was so much fun. So I'm back again and I'm looking at every single song. I basically make reaction videos. So what you watch is my spontaneous reaction and thoughts on the song as I'm hearing it. And, um, And then I give... I give my um, opinion on them. And I also, because it's me and I like to have a laugh, I also try and make it as funny and entertaining as possible. Uh, So, yeah, if you're into that or if you want to get into Eurovision, uh, the fandom is amazing. Um, Except for when I upset people, which I have done. I upset the Spanish fans, actually. I shouldn't shouldn't, um, just uh, sweep over that. I did upset the Spanish fans because I felt that their entry this year sounded a lot like um, last year's entry. But head over to my YouTube channel and watch uh, the videos that I make. Um, I've started with six songs, um, or six entries already. And I'm currently filming and editing and uploading the rest of the songs as they happen. So do come along for the journey. It's a lot of fun. And, um, and yeah, I just wanted to tell you that that's what I'm doing. So anyway, so now moving on to the next um, part of the show, which is the spotlights part of the show. This is the part of the show where you guys can... Obviously, let me know if you're in a group, if you're in a band, if you're a solo artist, or if you have a friend or someone doing it that you'd like for me to listen to and just to share with uh, the audience here. You can do that. You can let me know. So write to me um, on uh, tunefulradio at gmail.com and give me all the links to your music and your biog. Actually, if you go to tunefultv.com, which is the blog, and you go to the contacts page, there you'll be able to see how you can 
uh, what you need to do to give me all your music and everything, all the things that I ask for, you can do that. Because I do want to showcase emerging artists and give everyone a platform to be heard, you know, especially songs that I really enjoy and that I really love. So uh, please do not hesitate to get in contact, show me your music, and I would love to, I'd love to have the honour to play your stuff on my podcast. So the person this week that I would like to play is somebody who I've known of for many years and someone whose music that I've liked for many years. So she was in a band, first of all, um, and was the lead guitarist and lead singer of this three-piece punk band called Tat. And I used to um, watch the... I used to actually follow them on, um, on MySpace. This is going back, you know. They could have even been... I, I swear, they would have been one of my top eight <laughs> on, my on my MySpace page back in the day. Um, they had tons of energy, super fun. They had quite a bit of success um, touring around, um, especially touring on the uh, Warped Tour. Quite a few years, actually, they did that over in the United States. And, yeah, so this person has got quite a, a great foundation of fans already, and she stepped out of the uh, band setup, and she's now going solo. I feel like she might have been solo for quite some time now, but she's she's been solo and she's releasing some new music. And recently she uploaded a song, which is the song I'm going to play for you now, which I absolutely love. So it's a bit of a step away from the kind of, it's not as rocky or not as punk as what she was doing before, but it's still great. And, and in my view, when I was listening to it, I've played it over and over again, as I do. When I like songs, I just play it over and over again. <laughs> to the annoyment of, uh, of my husband, just like he, he has to just hear the same song on repeat. <laughs> I just can't listen to a song once, especially if I like it. I don't know. Are you guys like that? Let me know. Um, but anyway, so this song, I was listening to it over and over again. And I was, I was thinking, you know, this is the song that I would... Um, introduced to my friends if if they weren't sure if they liked rock music or not it's that sort of like entry level song to to rock so it's got it's got a bit of an r&b rhythm to it but it's got the it's got the guitars it's got the plucking it's got her vocals which are amazing amazing rock vocals so i would love to introduce to you tatiana de maria and her song too much too much ties me up and I can't sleep Too much ties me up and I can't sleep Too Got a little bit older, got a little ties me up Got a little bit older, got a little bit bolder Got a little more drugs than I should Every empty bottle around me Drown in sorrow Till it learned to swim Trying to quiet these fires and pull the tide in 
song too much make sure you check her out especially if you're the person who likes to support new music and to give you know just to support new music and artists who are trying to do it outside of the uh, outside of the music industry as we know it um so yeah so make sure you um hit her up on all the socials on face she's on facebook www.facebook.com forward slash tatiana de maria on Instagram, forward slash Tatiana De Maria, and Twitter, Tatiana De Maria. All of that stuff, which I will put in the show notes for the podcast. So don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. You can just uh, click the links and you can um, go and find some great music and support some great artists. The next part of the podcast is going to be, like I said last week, your letters. I would love for you guys to write in any dilemmas you have or any questions you have and or anything you just want to say. Write into the podcast, which is tunefulradio at gmail.com and I will read your letter. But not only that, I'm going to make it super easy for you to get involved as well because I've got another game, guys. I've got another game. And once we all know how these games go, it's going to be so much fun, okay? <laughs> so this game, um, I was thinking about this game because uh, my sister uh, and I did this a while back and I thought, oh my God, this would be such a good game. And so this week I thought, oh my God, let's, let me suggest it as a game. 
I hope it's not going to be too complicated. But I need to tell you the backstory and the history of this game so you can get it, right? So basically, I, um, a few, what was it, two years ago, I made a reaction video to uh, the song Sax by Fleur East, right? And on that video, I did comment to say that, you know, she's talking about saxophone, uh, about boy play that sax. But what we actually hear is the trumpet. So I suggested lyrics for her that she could have used. I suggested lyrics. And the whole point, well, the lyrics that I suggested were super funny, even to me. They were, very, well, I always make myself laugh first and then hope that other people would laugh. But the, the lyrics uh, were, were funny. The ones that I suggested, anyway. Um, will I re <laughs> will I tell you that now? <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I'm not going to say what I did. I'm not going to say what I did or what I said. Uh, but I said lyrics that fit in to um, the song. So with that in mind, and then obviously my sister picked up on that, and we we were on Facebook together, and we just kept writing alternative lyrics for this song and we were just making each other laugh so basically instead of saying uh, play that sax we were saying play the trumpet and blah, blah blah anyway i will link to the video so you can watch and see what i said because <laughs> now because actually what i said was quite innocent and then it actually had a bit of a uh, connotations which i suppose the song itself has a bit of connotations as well um, anyway, so uh, so the, the game that I want to play, and we'll start this next week so you guys get thinking, I want to play a game called Alternative Lyrics. That's what we're going to title it for now until I can find a catchy name for it. <laughs> and this game is where you write in, you tell me a song that you've written alternative lyrics for, now, this, the alternative lyrics has to fit into the existing, uh, the existing uh, phrase, okay? The existing, uh, say it's a verse or chorus or pre-chorus or whatever it is, it has to fit sonically into it, okay? Right, so I feel like I need to give you the example of sax, what I said. So with the example of sax, the real version goes, I said, boy, stop, bring it back, something, something, you better play that sax, right? That's how the real one goes. And so what I said was, I said, boy, stop, like button crumpet, if you want me to spread, you better play that trumpet. <laughs> Oh my God, it still makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> so that is, that's how I want it to go. So what I need from you guys is to, for you to write into the show and for you to tell me the song that you are um, going to be changing the lyrics to and improving the lyrics. And tell me which part of the song you're going to do it to. And I'm going to play that part of the song, and then I'm going to cut the song, and then I'm going to read your lyrics. So it would really have to fit. 
And what I want is for your lyrics to be funny. I really need some punchlines. I really want you to make me laugh. So let's see if we can do that. You guys write into TunefulTV at gmail.com and let us play that game all together. I hope it made sense. I think it took a bit longer than what I wanted to explain. But, uh, but yeah, so there we go. Anyway, before I leave you, because I'm going to leave you now, I'm going to leave you with one last song and I'm going to play this song. I really love it. I've wanted to play it in one of my sets um, recently, but I didn't get around to it. Maybe I'll play it the next time I DJ. Well, this is uh, it's uh, the Gold House remix of the song Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish. This young, I think she's like 15 years old. Complete and utter child prodigy. Like When you listen to this song and you hear how it sounds, how can a 15-year-old have written this song? It's absolutely amazing. And that's the song I'm going to leave you with. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow me on all the channels that you can follow me on. So, Twitter, at Tuneful TV, Instagram, at Tuneful TV, YouTube, which is Tuneful TV, uh, Facebook is Tuneful TV. Uh, you can always actually also follow Tuneful Radio. I've got a new Twitter and Instagram for Tuneful Radio. So, that's up there. If you want to follow that, you can. And, uh, yeah. Enjoy the music, have a great week, get in touch, I'd love to hear from you, and I'll see you next week. I've been watching you for some time, can't stop staring at those ocean eyes, burning cities and napalm skies, 15 flares inside those ocean eyes.
Radio.